Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? In the season's worst conditions, winter tires are a game changer. They elevate traction, control, and confidence. They sell only the best, like the full line of hand-cooked tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to your one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Thanks for listening to the best of Outkick the Coverage podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the Coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis on Fox Sports Radio. Hope your Friday is going well. Second hour of the Outkick the Coverage radio program, wherever you are. We appreciate you listening to us this morning. If you're listening via the podcast, that's cool too. If you're not, we have a podcast. It's Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Subscribe via your podcast catcher of choice. Make sure you don't miss a second of the fun, the hijinks, the hilarity, and the takes of this program. And of course, the iHeartRadio app. If you're listening to that, we appreciate it as well. Jeff Schwartz played in the NFL for eight years. He's with me. I'm Jason Martin. He's at Jeff Schwartz. I'm at J Mart Zone. Clay Travis is at Clay Travis, and he's in Florida. All right, let's play some of the audio from last night. If you didn't see this, well, you can find it in about five or six seconds. But here is the play-by-play call. We'll get it from the Steelers radio network here. Here is the play-by-play of what happened at the in last night between the Steelers and the Browns that involved Miles Garrett and Mason Rudolph and Marquise Pouncey. He runs up the field and gets out of bounds, but that is not a first down pickup and it's far oh, short. Oh, of it. we got reaction. Oh, we got flags. Oh, Mason. Oh! Oh! And the Steelers. Oh, we got a kick in the end zone by a Steeler. And Look I think out. the kick Look to the out. He hit him with a he tried to he hit tried him with to a hit. helmet. Yeah, we tried to hit hit Mason yeah. with the helmet. Well, yeah. Well, this just sets the stage for the rematch. The rematch. Yeah, it does. So again, at the end of the game, with about 15 seconds or so left, Mason Rudolph appeared to try to dislodge Miles Garrett's helmet from him for about a second or so. Then let it go. Didn't even come close to succeeding in it. 
And then it just escalated from there. Miles Garrett throws Mason Rudolph down, pulls his helmet off as well, and tries to take the helmet that he took off and just strike him in the head with it. And not a love tap either. Like full on everything he had with a blunt object to the defenseless head, really, of, yeah, a bonehead quarterback in this moment who then got shoved down from behind after the fact without wearing a helmet. And then Marquise Pouncey kicked and you know tried to get at Miles Garrett in the end zone. And you can I guess you can kind of understand that because Marquise Pouncey was trailing the play. He was about two yards behind Mason Rudolph, and he saw exactly what Miles Garrett tried to do to his teammate and what that could have meant. So that was the play. Now, we've got all sorts of reaction to this. Let's first hear from Mike Tomlin, the head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers, who, you know, not really surprised here, but didn't have much to say about it. I'll keep my thoughts to myself. You guys saw what happened at the end. No more questions regarding that, because I'm saying nothing. Jeff, I don't know exactly what you expected from Mike Tomlin. We did all see it. I don't even really even know what to say, but let's talk. Let's hear from Mason Rudolph. We got a couple of cuts from Mason Rudolph as well, because man, there are people coming at us on Twitter, coming at Jeff Schwartz at J Zone, trying their best to defend Miles Garrett and say that Mason Rudolph's the one that's really in the wrong here. Well, here's what Mason Rudolph said about what kind of led to this altercation. You know, he had some words and kept kind of kept uh, kept wanting to kept on keeping on and uh, one thing led to another so but you, you can watch the tape go back and check it out and make your own assumptions so. more from Mason Rudolph on what he thought of what Miles Garrett actually did I don't know what the rules are I don't know but I know it's Bush League I know he's you know total coward move on his part you know I, I get I mean it's, it's okay though you know I'll take it I'm, I'm not going to back down from any bully out there so we'll, we'll see what happens I don't know and now from the Browns, we'll get to that audio in a second. First off, Jeff, what do you think of Mason Rudolph's comments? Not that he said very much there, but what do you think about coward move? And Mason Rudolph, it was okay. All right, go into that a little bit. Here's the here's the thing, man. Is that like the the stuff that preceded being hit in the helmet happens all the time on a football field, and this is the thing we're not understanding is that some of this is normal, right? So. The normal part, okay, Rudolph is a little a little fired up. He tries to pull his helmet off. I don't think he tried to kick him in the groin. I think he was trying to get away from Miles Garrett. Because remember, he tried to rip his helmet off, and Garrett grabbed him by the face mask, all right? Remember, Garrett is 6'5", 280 pounds. He's a giant human. Mason Rudolph is not a giant human. There's different size and strength issues here, right? So Rudolph is a little is a little rowdy. Okay, then remember, the situation's basically over, right? Miles Garrett has his helmet, 15-yard penalty, whatever. He'll maybe get a fine, okay? Castro's holding Miles Garrett. Rudolph comes over to talk some more. Again, Garrett's in no harm. He's not in a physical, there's no physical threat to Miles Garrett in a situation. He's, there's no like stand your ground. All these people just stand your ground laws. There's nothing yeah, happening here. That. It's, it's, it's over. The situation is over. And yes, is Mason Rudolph annoying as he comes over to Garrett? Probably whatever. You know, so he probably says some choice words. And I don't think there was, we've been yet to hear reported that some people try to, you know, try to say that it was race was involved. I don't think it was. Um, it's over. It's over then. And then Garrett takes his helmet and hits Mason Rudolph with it. That's the, that's the different, that's the, that's the different, that's the, the point of no return. And that's how this is different. Everything that happened before that is normal. 
It's normal. It happens all the time in football. There are fights. Helmets get taken off. But no one swings their helmet to hit another player in the head with it. Yeah, and especially in like hotly contested division games, you've seen teams that utterly just despise one another not do this. Like This was on a completely, completely different level. Left everybody baffled last night. Because what I kept seeing on social media was, I've never seen anything like this in all my years in football, in all year, all my years of media. I've never seen anything quite like this. Here's Freddie Kitchens, the coach of the Cleveland Browns, and just his take. And again, there's not much for a coach to say, but at least he stood up and said, look, this is not our organization. This is not reflective of, of what the Cleveland Browns are. Here's Freddie Kitchens. Of course, that's not who we want to be at the end of the game. That's not who Miles wants to be. That's not who we're going to be. You have to be able to maintain your composure uh, in times like that, and under no circumstance do we want anything to do with anything like that. I'm embarrassed. Miles is embarrassed. It's not good. He understands what he he did. He understands it's totally unacceptable, and we got to get through it. All right. And now let's hear from Miles Garrett because he did comment on this after the game and said a couple of interesting things. Well, one that's not particularly interesting, one that's kind of stunning to me. But at first, he basically says, Look, this escalated to a point maybe it never should have. Here is Miles Garrett. It's going to come back to, to hurt our team. You know, the guys who, who jumped in the scrum, you know, I appreciate you know, my team having my back, but it just never got to that point. That's on me. Never should have gotten to that point. And that's on me. He's right about that. But then he said, I haven't actually heard this piece of audio, but I've had like the preview put in, into a window for me to know what this is. I want to hear this before I actually comment on whether or not this is dumb or not. But let's hear one more cut from Miles Garrett after the game. A win's a win. I don't think it's overshadowed by and what happens in, in eight seconds. Play a hell of a game on defense. Offense came out firing, and uh, we held it down from, from there on. What we did on you know, the field of play for the rest of that game for, last, you know, for the first 59 minutes, you know, that shouldn't go unnoticed. Jeff, how do you feel about that? A win is a win from Miles Garrett after that game. I mean, it is. Uh, yeah, right? I mean, they won the game, but now everyone's talking about you. You might be out the rest of the season. I mean, that's important when you're making a stretch run, you know, trying to, trying to make the playoffs. So you mean you can you can say all, all that? It sounds great to say, but um, you hurt your team, buddy. A win, yeah, great. A win is a win, but you were dominant in that game. He was he was kicking butt, dude. And now he's out for sixty. He will be suspended the rest of the season, and he probably won't even won't even. And look, people say, well, Freddie should suspend him. Teams don't really off suspend players. It sets a bad precedent. I think they let the league office do that. Um, he will be suspended the rest of the year. And um, that, that's hurt, hurting your team. So, yeah, a win is a win, I guess. But now you've lost your best player. They're using their best player now um, for the rest of the season. The Twitter arguments are still coming in. You want to talk about stand your ground and how that completely doesn't well, apply here? <laughs> I've had two people mention I mean, that to me, and I'm just like, so, so really? Basically, so here's the thing about stand your ground. So basically, you, you'd be okay if Rudolph tried to grab his helmet and Garrett pulled out a gun and shot him? I mean, like, is, that, is, that, is that how we're going in this situation? Because that, that's what you're saying, right? Um, there has to be a, a, a threat. There has to be a threat for staying your ground to be applied. Mason Rudolph is not threatening Miles Garrett. Again, guys, 
What happened before the helmet swing is normal on a football field. I know it might surprise you, but it happens. I've seen it happen in practice. I've seen it happen in games. I've been in fights where I had my helmet taken off in a fight and punched in the face before. You see me filing lawsuits for that. It happens. That's part of playing football. Like it, 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 it's a thing that happens. Like I don't know what to tell you. I don't know how many football players can go on social media and tell you that whatever happened before the helmet swing is normal. Everything after that is not normal, and that's what we're focusing on. All the other stuff that no, that happens. Mason Rudolph trying to take his helmet. Oh, okay, like whatever. It, it happened. It, that's happened in football before. The helmet swing has not happened in football before. That's the extra part of this that is different than the rest of what's happening. Or what happened in the situation? If the helmet swing does not happen, no one is suspended. Maybe some uh, Garrett probably gets fined. Rudolph probably. I'll tell you guys, Rudolph. Nothing's gonna happen to Rudolph. He ain't getting fined. He ain't getting suspended. There, you know, Pouncey will get suspended for kicking. I think Garrett in the head. I don't think. Yeah, probably. For, the, the the punching stuff probably not suspended for that. The kicking for sure. I think you, you can't kick him in the head. Um, and uh, and but I'll tell you what, not that Pouncey needed more respect, but dude. People in the NFL are gonna if, even if they're on the fence about him because there's some questionable things in his past, um, they're all in on on what he did. I mean that that's like you, you got to protect your 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 quarterback like that, especially. Um, and I just cannot reiterate enough that the football field is not real life, and there are norms in the football field, and this was not the norm on the football field. No, I, I it it is definitely mind boggling to me. The incident is mind-boggling. The response is, I would like to say it's just, it blows me away, but it kind of doesn't because this is exactly what you kind of expect to see on Twitter. And I think one of the most adept things I saw is actually something you said this morning uh, on Twitter when you said that the one positive coming out of this incident is it's exposing legitimate stupidity on social media right now. Speaking of which... And then we'll get to, we'll get to break because we got Alex Marvez coming up as we can continue to talk about this again. Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. That's nine nine six six three six nine. I believe we have one phone call unless he has dropped. Uh, let's go to Victor. Victor is in Los Angeles. Let's not make him wait through the break. Victor, how are you? Hey, great. Thanks for taking my call. I'm glad you guys are stepping in. You guys are great replacement. Good job. I want to thank. I want to ask. Do you agree that the playoff run for both these teams are over? And <laughs> maybe it's a little too soon, but does this give reason for the Steelers to send an extra scout out to see Kellen Kaepernick this weekend? <laughs> Thank you so much for taking my call. Well, it's interesting well, that know, you mentioned that second part. I know, but go ahead, Jeff. I know Mike Florio will be at that workout. Trust me. Yeah, man. This is this is you. The, the two worst things that have happened in the last twenty four hours are what Miles Garrett did and a pro football talk tweet from six hours ago. And you can predict it because of the purveyor of it, the person who wrote it. But this is a tweet from six hours ago from at pro football talk. This is real life, folks. Colin Kaepernick forfeited his NFL career for engaging in peaceful protests. Should Miles Garrett forfeit his NFL career for engaging in behavior that could have seriously injured or killed Mason Rudolph? And then the piece is called Miles Garrett should expect a significant suspension. That part's fine. Everybody's writing that piece today. But the fact that you use this to shoehorn in the Kaepernick take, instead of just continuing to tweet about Kaepernick or writing it, I don't have any problem with you writing about Kaepernick or tweeting about it, but trying to like equate it in this situation to just try and get your agenda-driven talking point in here, that is the epitome of the Mike Florio side of pro football talk, correct? It is, and 
he, the thing about it is he doesn't make he doesn't realize this makes him look like a moron. Like it makes him look like he, he's not capable of thinking outside of an agenda that he, he clearly has an agenda. Like like there like there is he either either is getting paid. You know, it's funny he covers the NFL, but it seems like he hates the NFL, right? Um, and and um, he always is trying to find opportunity to to, to back up. We understand what what happened to Colin Kaepernick. I think there's no there's no reasonable person that that would argue that Colin Kaepernick did not get blackballed, and the NFL paid him for that for that. Right? We understand that. For it's over. It happened. It's over now, buddy. You gotta get over it. Everyone's moved on. He's getting a workout this weekend, and we can talk about that if you'd like. I know we have Marvez coming on. Um, I think it's actually a, a, an actual. Um, I, it was maybe bungled the way it was set up, but I think there's actual interest in Colin Kaepernick, and there there's actually not just a PR move. I think they actually want people want to see him work out, and there's reasons why I think they did it in this manner. We we'll have time to discuss that in, in, in a second. Um, but his his whole defend, you know, Kaepernick to the nth degree, man. I hope he's getting money from from their team for this. I, I don't understand how your first thought process is this is this tweet, but. Again, I don't understand it, but when I saw it, I just, I didn't even get angry. I just said, oh, that's at Pro Football Talk. Like, that's, that's, that's where we've come to. It's just, oh, okay, it's those guys. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah, this guy's on NFL. Or he's on NBC every Sunday night, but that doesn't disguise the fact that his agenda is so unbelievably thinly veiled. He creates straw man arguments, and this doesn't help Colin Kaepernick's case at all. This is just somebody out there grandstanding because that seems to be what he wants to engage in. Look, I don't want to go after him personally because I don't know him personally. I never He could be a wonderful human being. I have no idea. You go after the performance, not the performer. The performance on this tweet is pathetic. We'll come back. We'll talk to Alex Marvez. We'll talk about Kaepernick and certainly about Miles Garrett and all the issues in the NFL. Stick with us. This is Jay Martin Jeff in for Clay on a Friday here on Fox Sports Radio. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Toyo tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their toyo test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. We got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when 
when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, O-O-O-O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Welcome back. I'll kick the coverage here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Jason Martin, Jeff Schwartz in for Clay. He'll be back on Monday. You can follow him, though, on Twitter, at Clay Travis. You can follow me, at JMartZone. First off, follow Jeff, at Jeff Schwartz. And before you follow any of us, you can follow our good friend, Alex Marvez. He's at Alex Marvez, host serious NFL radio. He's been a Fox NFL insider for a long time. He also works for All Elite Wrestling. Hey, Alex, I saw you walking around Municipal Auditorium Wednesday. I did yeah, not go over to you, you at that point. I should have, you know, I didn't have the du- – I should have hit you up for better ducats. Quite frankly, but it was a lot, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I'm enjoying the product quite a bit, and that Nashville crowd was on fire for that show. It was a lot of fun. You know, it was big too. Twenty two percent bounce back in a men eighteen to forty nine yeah. in the latest ratings. We we continue our undefeated streak against uh, the quote competition. Uh, the, you know, on a rival network. So very excited about that, and just a fun product. Plus, you know, it was amazing just standing out there. The people who actually approached me, who wanted to have a conversation with me, who realized I don't bite those types of things. J Mart, they were coming up to me and just saying thank you, AEW. Thank you for revitalizing my love in pro wrestling. We had one guy drove four hours from Alabama with his wife to go to that show because he just loves what he's seeing and we have brought back a lot of fans who are missing what they what they missed about professional wrestling and I'm just so glad that that the company has a chance to give it to them. Yeah, you know what? I will say I think Wednesday's just become a good day. I mean, I enjoy both those products a lot. I think that it's okay to say that. I think it's okay to to root no, for everybody no, in the no, industry to do well. No. 
no, no, no. I understand. I understand, Alex. All right, so you're just ripping my helmet off right now. Please don't try to strike me with it. So the Miles Garrett incident, have you ever seen anything quite like that? Uh, I've seen crazy things through the years. I, I can't remember a guy just fly. I mean, I'm sure it's happened, and I'm sure I've seen it. I mean, I've done this 25 years, but at the NFL level, I, I can't remember a guy swinging it like that. And, and of course, you know, look, I, I mean, it, there's no excuse for it, right? And, I mean, Miles Garrett said it himself after the game. The guy completely went nuts, ripping a guy's helmet off like that, you know, and then swinging it the way that he did. It's going to cost him a lot of money. It's going to cost his team. I mean, it's just, it, and it's the type of thing, too, you know, you have to think, about, I'm thinking about this six months from now, a year from now, two years from now. Miles Garrett's a great player. I mean, he really is. I mean, you're talking about yes. someone, a potential defensive player of the year here. And what we're going to remember him for now is for this, right? Until the narrative changes and he, he either wins an NFL defensive MVP or he gets to a Super Bowl. No, they're the Browns. Sorry, forget it. So until he wins an NFL <laughs> MVP, what do we got for Miles Garrett? This is how the man is going to be remembered. And, you know, he did this to himself. I understand that. It's going to cost his team. It's a terrible situation. I mean, but, you know, it's going to lead to all sorts of other offshoots of this. I see you guys on Twitter, uh, you know, responding to comments about uh, you know, how people are trying to tie this into Colin Kaepernick and things that are completely unrelated. Oh, that is the social media world that we live in today and how people try to generate attention for themselves in, our, in the profession. I get it. I understand that. It was a guy who, ba- it's basically a wham-bam type of incident. I don't think it had been building. It's someone who just made a huge mistake who couldn't keep their cool. And it's going to cost him, not only in the pocketbook, and not only cost his team, but it cost the guy his legacy. Because the first thing you think of now with Miles Garrett isn't sack production, isn't being the number one overall pick in his draft class. It's a guy swinging a helmet who could have killed somebody. Yeah, one thing that Miles Garrett actually said after the game was, a win is a win. This shouldn't overshadow the win. Maybe it shouldn't, <laughs> but that's an unbelievably naive statement from Miles Garrett because nobody's talking about what was almost an unwatchable football game at times last night. What do you think of the defense that's out there about how Mason Rudolph had this coming from what he did and he's just as in the wrong and he should be suspended just as long? I find this to be preposterously ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, look, at any, you know, where it should have ended, look, and not like I'm Miles Lane or a famous uh, referee, Rick Knox, will say, from the uh, AEW ranks. But, nice, you know, nice. Not like I'm, yeah, thank you, nice crossover plug, right? But, I mean, you know, not that I'm, I'm out there, you know, trying to judge a fight or anything, but once he had ripped his helmet off, and you're getting pulled back by your teammates. That was sort of it, right? I mean, that's when Correct. you got to let it go. They were at each other's helmets, and, and you understand that. But to think, are you going to swing a helmet? Is that what you're really going to do against a guy who's not wearing something covering his head like that? Is this really what you're going to do? And he did, and he snapped. I don't think there's any – there's just no provocation to think. There's no excuse for this. And even Miles Garrett in the interview that I saw in front of his locker room didn't try to make excuses for what he did. He himself said it was inexcusable. So people could try to step up and say, oh, Mason Rudolph you know, was trying to rip off his helmet. There might have been a shot to the groin, etc. I thought first, Miles Garrett, if you look at the play, he held him down a little bit at the end of that sack, yeah. right? I mean, yes. you know, he was trying to put a little bit of mustard on that hot dog. So, you know, I mean, it started there. It disintegrated from there. Miles Garrett going to pay a heavy price. I just don't understand. It just... Oh man, NFL like people that actually play in the NFL are defending this. I just oh my, it blows my I mind. Know, now. I know, I know. Even, I saw Charles Woodson just tweet out, "What about both sides? What both sides?" It was an NFL fight that happened, and then it was right. over. And then Garrett hit him in the in the head with a helmet. Do we understand what happened? Like people are are acting like Mason Rudolph is is some big hulking like NFL <laughs> player who was a threat to to big old Miles Garrett and poor Miles Garrett guys. Alex, I, I think he should be suspended for the year. I think that, and, and I'd love to get your opinion on this, that 
having this happen on national television, I think makes it worse. Obviously, it would have been terrible if it happened in a one a one p.m. or you know a ten a.m. game. But it feels like national television, and this is what we're talking about on Twitter now the entire day. I mean, any, even until tomorrow, there's not you know ma- many great college games tomorrow. It feels like the, 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 this happening the way it did on national television will make the punishment for Garrett even worse. Well, you know, it's interesting because I wonder how many people even saw it live. Like, like I'll be honest, I, I'm Thursdays after after the the you know wrestling stuff I do. A lot of times I go to bed, I tape the game, you know, DVR it. I wake up at at five a.m. and then I start watching it to make sure that I'm prepped for what I do yeah. here on Outkick, right? So I'm wondering how many people are just waking up today to this news. Because really, you know, as, as J-Mart pointed out, Pittsburgh and Cleveland, this wasn't exactly an epic NFL contest that we're going to be talking about for weeks to come in terms of the play on the field. Dreadful game. Cleveland's basically just running out the clock here. I just wonder how many folks clicked off, you know, and now are just watching it again on social media. I don't know. For example, I, I really would need to see the viewership numbers to tell you how many more people were watching this game. Jeff, it may have even been less than a Sunday game. To be honest with you, from a national television right. perspective, it all blew up. And listen, I get it. There's people on the West Coast and no you know, East Coast bias. It happens all the time, right? I mean, you've had to experience that as a West Coast man yourself now living in the East. But so you get it. I mean, for a lot of us, you know, we would have gone to bed. And then you wake up and you're like, what happened at the end of that game? Especially like eight seconds left. Why would I still be watching this unless I have money on this game or it affects my fantasy football team? There's no reason to. So I wouldn't say that. I would say that at no matter what, this thing would have blown up. It's a man swinging a helmet at a, at a quarterback and clocking him in the head. And kudos to Fox for the great camera work because they caught it. Right, And, I mean, you're going to see this swing on television ad nauseum for weeks to come, days to come, until it gets knocked out of the news cycle by something else. We'll see if someone can one-up this down the road. But it was, it was no, it was disgusting. It, it's just, and it is indefensible. Please. Um, do you think there's punishment uh, for Rudolph here? I, I think Pouncey will, will be suspended for kicking Garrett in the head at the end. I think the, the punching stuff, probably not suspended for that. But the kick at the end, he'll be suspended a game or two. Um, any punishment for Rudolph more than probably a fine? You'd probably just a fine if, if yeah. that. I mean, what what did he? What did Mason Rudolph do besides allow his head to get clocked? I mean, you know, you talk about defending yourself. Larry Ogunjobi, does he get a game for doing yeah. what he did, shoving Rudolph from behind? I mean, and they'll go through the tape, and there'll, there'll be a zillion fines. And you know, look for the Browns. I mean, this this is just the, the guy who loses the most about all this. Beside Miles Garrett is Freddie Kitchens. Because Freddie Kitchens, it's been talked about, the lack of discipline on his team, the penalties, the, the fact that there's so many little things that happen in games that his team just isn't sharp, you know, about. And even, you know, you heard uh, Sam Bradford tell, or Sam Bradford, I'm sorry, Baker Mayfield. Jeez, where did I get Sam Bradford from? Baker Mayfield, uh, you know, pointing out to Aaron Andrews, uh, you know, what would you do differently if you had to start the season over? And he said, pay attention more to the little things. That falls on that. the head coach, a head coach who doesn't command the respect, apparently, of his players. That's the problem when sometimes when you have an assistant coach who becomes a head coach. You're not just one of the guys anymore. You're the, you have to be the bad guy. And I don't think Freddie Kitchens can be the bad guy. And this is something that John Dorsey has to take a look at. Look, of course, any coach that you hire has, and Jeff, you know this firsthand, you have to command respect from your players, have support from team management, but you can't just be put in the position that's like, oh, well, he's the head coach, so we're going to automatically follow what they do. No, you have to have a presence about you. You have to be demanding. You have to be, you have to be that guy that the players hate sometimes because you, you are trying to instill discipline and have a smooth-running team. The Browns are not a smooth-running team. And Freddie Kitchens, I think, when you look at the, the whole body of work, as the Browns are likely to miss the playoffs this year, and John Dorsey sits back at the end of it, he's got to ask himself, did I make the right decision hiring Freddie Kitchens? Can he grow into that guy, or is he just never going to be that? 
I want to ask you about those Baker Mayfield comments. I, they, some things that, that some of these young quarterbacks say, like Mr. Trubisky in public and Baker Mayfield in public, like, guys, you don't have to admit everything that happens, like, that you think in right. your head. Um, I, I cannot believe he said that we thought this would be easy this season, which is what, by the way, I've said for seven months now. People thought I was crazy. Um, I just, why would you admit that? Like, just, just, I'm, t- I'm so tired. And this is the social media culture we're in. I get it. Guys are way more open now. Just go win football games. I do not, no one cares about the excuses, guys. Go out and win games. I'm just, I'm tired. And I think, I think Mayfield's never going to grow out of this. This is who he is. And by the way, who he is is not a very good quarterback right now. Right. What was your take on him admitting that they thought the season w- was going to be easy? Look, the media relations department, as you know, Jeff, you sat through these meetings, right? They try to point out what to say, what not to say, because of the trickle-down effect of what a player says. And Baker Mayfield, from the heart, you know, is, is speaking honestly, right? And there's something to be, that's commendable to a way. But when you think about it, what do, what do those statements do? Well, it casts a lot of people in a bad light, right? And, and you know, that's the whole thing about it, the, the, the bombs that he sets off at that point about, well, then why isn't Freddie Kitchens enforcing this? Why isn't the quarterback's coach making Baker Mayfield play better? Because Baker Mayfield's been bad this season. He has regressed, you know, and, and it causes you to take a look at a lot of things that have been going on with the Cleveland Browns. I, I just I think that what has to happen is you just got to have it as a media relations staff, you got to show players examples of what it is that, that, you know, statements that were said that might be innocent or trying to be honest but then what happens with the fallout? On the flip side, you know, as, as a journalist, you know, I, I would tell you, I, w- I love to get honesty from players, and, and I respect it. But again, from a team standpoint, it, it's, not, it's not helping the Cleveland Browns. And boy, oh boy, is this a team that needs help after all of that preseason hype. Alex Marvez, our guest here on Outkick the Coverage. Follow Alex at Alex Marvez. Alex, what's your take on this workout for Colin Kaepernick tomorrow? Everybody's got to think peace. Everybody's got to take one way or the other. But how do you see this in terms of what the NFL is attempting to do? And do you think that this is going to amount to something for Colin Kaepernick? It seems like there might be a little bit of interest, but do you think this ultimately gets him back on the field? It could. I mean, and you know, here's the reason why. If, and I think this, this just may be just team think. And again, it's been so weird to try to get an answer from the NFL about this, and my sources have really sort of clammed up on this. But let me just say this. If you're that one team that brings in Colin Kaepernick for a workout, then it becomes, you know, polarizing for your team, for your fan base. I don't even think your team, I don't think most players care. I think it's for your fan base, though. It starts to generate things, and then you, you put the quarterback on the hot seat automatically, right? Why are you working out Colin Kaepernick? This way, since it's a, a universal workout, anyone can attend, what's the easiest thing for a team to say? Oh, well, we're doing due diligence. Of course we're going to be there. It doesn't hurt to take a look at a player who may be able to help our club. The whole thing, though, this goes so far beyond, though, Colin Kaepernick getting signed by an NFL team. Because what's going to happen once Colin is there? The expectation is in him sitting on the bench, right? Right. Yes. The expectation is always going to be, any time the starting quarterback screws up, oh, well, it should be Colin Kaepernick because he deserves to start. And, be, and, you know, that type of thing goes on with it. So, look, and that's why I think some teams are gun-shy. I don't think it's so much the, you know, look, some can handle the fan base that some fans are just simply going to say, I'm not going to support this guy, and I'm not going to attend games, and I'm going to cancel my season tickets and all that sort of stuff. And commercial sponsors, if you have any that, that aren't into it, that, you know, if they, if they haven't left the NFL already after 2016, maybe that's the thing that, that pushes them away from the product. But it just sent, it's just like one of these things that you bring 
bring someone in who you think is a backup player, but everyone else outside the organization thinks they're a starter, and you really start to undermine what you have going on at the quarterback position. So hey, we'll see how the guy looks. I mean, look, is he, is he probably good enough to play in the NFL, uh, you know, compared to some of the other quarterbacks we have? Of course. We get all that. We understand why Colin Kaepernick isn't playing in the NFL. In the NFL. But interesting story by Mike Jones of USA Today, how JHZ helped pave the way for this. The NFL, very conscious about trying to make sure that things are right in the league. By the way, where 70% of the players are African-American. And I should point out, by the way, you know the NFL trying to get this new labor deal done, right? So they're trying to extend olive branches to everybody. I mean, they haven't even really gone, you know, uh, all the, you know they're shorting some suspensions. They're not really, like, looking to hammer players right now on certain things when it comes to personal conduct. The league is trying to get this labor deal done because they know there's so much more money coming with television rights. Once they get a gambling partner and they're able to advertise that during their games, and if they're able to get a small percentage of each time a bet is made, even if it's 0.05% or, you know, something to that effect, I mean, the teams are going to never be more valuable. That's why they want to lock the PA into something now. So there's a bigger picture issue you have to take a look at here besides just this all of a sudden benevolent decision by the NFL to give Colin Kaepernick a platform that no other quarterback, no other player in the NFL has given. They didn't do this for Johnny Manziel when he was looking for a job. They didn't do this for anyone else. And by the way, teams could invite Colin Kaepernick anytime they want to work out for them. There's no ban on Colin Kaepernick. He is an unrestricted free agent. If a team was all that high on Colin Kaepernick, they could have signed him this week. They could have scuttled the workout. Other question is, too, what is Colin Kaepernick looking for financially? Is he looking for for starter money? Is he willing to play for a minimum with in-game incentives? We, we don't really know. And, you know, because Collins camp and Colin himself have been so silent about what it is that he's exactly looking for in an NFL team. Who knows if he's even been offered something but just didn't take it because the pay wasn't there. I'm just going to go full-on Orange Cassidy here and just get quiet because you pretty much just hit every issue that I needed to here. So I can just sit here silently. Jeff, you got something? we got about a minute left. Uh, not with that much time left. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm afraid. I wanted to ask about it. I have so much more I want to ask Alex, but I, I know his answer is going to be so good that we're going to blow through our break. Alex, my friend, it's always great to catch up with you. We'll talk to you again soon. Have a good weekend. You know, to me, you guys follow the breaks. That's so weird. So, so Yeah, we're here. pros. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> guys, so much fun. Thanks so much. All right, that's Alex Marvez. He's on Twitter at Alex Marvez. Yeah, we're pros. The amateur will be back next Friday blowing through the break. So when we come back, we'll actually bring in the crew out in L.A., get their thoughts on what happened last night with Miles Garrett and Mason Rudolph. And, yes, indeed, we do have takes on Colin Kaepernick's workout, so we will get into that as well. If you want to join the program for any of that or anything else, it's 877-99 on Fox. That's 996-6369. So we, since we kept Alex as long as we could, we'll go ahead and get to break, and we'll be right back. This is Outkick the Coverage. Jay Martin, Jeff Schwartz, in for Clay Travis on a Friday here on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Browns on parade. They get the win last night. Nobody cares. It's all about the Miles Garrett story. Welcome back. This is Outkick the Coverage live from the Geico Outkick Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com. Get yourself a free rate quote. Jeff Schwartz. He's at Jeff Schwartz. I'm Jason Martin at Zone. Clay's back on Monday. Let's bring in the crew. Justin Cooper. Back in the saddle, haven't talked to him in a long time. Eddie Garcia, Roberto Flores, they're the trifecta spinning the Dallas Forest radio style out in Los Angeles. All right, gentlemen, you saw this. And actually, Coop, you made a really good point about Miles Garrett and just how uncharacteristic this is for him, right? Yeah, I remember, uh, I don't know, it was maybe uh, a month or, or so ago, uh, he went to go sign something for a fan, and the fan just up and punched him in the face, and he didn't even retaliate. 
and now here he is losing his mind. So he can't play again this season, right? You you guys don't think there's any way, right? I, I think it might even go into next season. I, I think this season's probably enough, but I could definitely see them giving like eight games, for example, and then you know maybe appealing it back down to the end of the season. Um, one thing I just I just don't understand why people think that like Garrett was threatened by Mason Rudolph. Like, I don't. I just it's well, like I'll, I'll I'll say this. I'm not I'm Rudolph's not, not a little guy either. Yeah, I'm I'm not I'm not defending what Miles Garrett did because it was completely uncalled for. But I mean the, the guy like. First of all, once once he gets his helmet torn off and Miles Garrett's now being held back by like two of your biggest teammates, Rudolph charges him. I'm not saying that that, you know, validated swinging the helmet at him, but like what are you doing? Like I, I don't know. Jeff, do you have a comment there? I thought you might have a I mean, it just, retaliation. It just, it just like close my mind. Like I was once hit in the so people are now saying that Rudolph hit Garrett, Garrett Garrett in the groin and look by the photo, good good for Garrett because Rudolph's hand is much lower than it should be. So if that really is happening, congratulations <laughs> to him. Um, but 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 um, but like I've been hit in the groin before in a game. I've been spit before. I've been spit on in a game before. Um, you know what happened? I got hit in the groin. I gave him a, the guy one two to the gut because we were on the ground. He, he hit he hit me as I pancaked him into the end zone in college, and I gave him a one two. Right to the gut, call it a day. But according to Twitter, I should have taken his helmet off and beat him in the head with it, and it would have been justified. <laughs> Here's what people don't understand: is that by use, by continuing to say there are two sides to this, or Rudolph provoked him, or you're making an excuse for the action. People do not understand this. You're making an excuse if you say what happened beforehand happened, and then Garrett should not have done that. That's not an excuse. That's that's saying, hey, what happened before, right, with the little scuffle happened. Both guys are at fault, and then Garrett hit him. By saying, by saying, oh, well, it was provoked, you're giving an excuse. People do not realize that, that you're giving an excuse for the action by saying all these other things that happened beforehand. There are two things that happened here, a normal NFL scuffle and then an assault. There are two things happened. I don't know why we can't, we can't talk about it in, in that manner. Did you see the comment from his agent, from Rudolph's agent, yeah. that was put up just a little while ago where he basically says there's a lot of things that can happen that are okay. One of them is not what happened in this game. We're going to look at this closely. Do you think that that's setting the stage for if this suspension isn't what we need it to be, we're going to file charges? I, I think that's not going to – I don't think charges will be filed, no. I see. I don't Because he wasn't hurt. And I just don't think it's a good look for him. Like, I don't think that that's going to reflect well. Like, that's just not that not that he necessarily cares, but it's gonna it's gonna give credence to the chorus of him kind of being a bit of a nuisance in this situation. I mean, I I think that it's a it's very hard for me to see any way that Miles Garrett doesn't get suspended for the rest of the year, and if they make the playoffs, including that, which I guess they still have an outside shot at doing, even though I don't think they're going to be able to pull that off, even with a fairly weak schedule down the stretch. But I don't think that Mason Rudolph gains anything by filing charges here. I think that might lead to some eye rolls. Roberto, we haven't talked to you yet. What is your take on this? Uh, what Coop said there, I mean, uh, I kind of agreed with them, but also... I think people are. I think people are coming to Miles Garrett' defense kind of because of his reputation. If it was obviously this was Vontez perfect, nobody would be saying, "Oh, well, yeah, or exactly, right, jail, right, yeah." 
I think that's a fair point as well. Eddie, you're a Steelers fan. If he's if he's near a microphone, I'm if here. not, then I'm t- all right, Eddie. So you saw this. I'm sure you. I also said in the first hour. I think you saw last night. Mason Rudolph ain't it. But looking at what what happened with Miles Garrett, real quickly, what do you think? Uh, it's uh, it's obviously uncalled for and beyond the pale. Just because football is a violent game doesn't mean that anything that happens on the field is justified. So, uh, obviously, I, I see him getting suspended for the rest of the year. And, and being on primetime, yeah, it, that, it, everyone's going to be talking about it this morning. It, it's easy, Yeah, it's everybody, done. including a special guest. we got Joel Klatt in Hour 3, but guess who's coming up next? How about Clay Travis? He just hit me up. We'll talk to him in a minute. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of BF Goodrich tires, shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you, or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their BF Goodrich test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts? You know, O-O-O-O-Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield 
wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service, they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. And by the way, I was just at O'Reilly not that long ago, within the last month, and guess what? Needed some help with the alternator, had some questions with the batteries, they helped me right away, and did it right there in the parking lot. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Final hour of the program, final hour of the week here on Fox Sports Radio. Outkick the coverage radio program. Wherever you're listening, we appreciate it. Make sure to check out the Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis podcast. Search that through your podcast catcher of choice. You can consume this show however you want, whenever you want, doing whatever you want. Jeff Schwartz is with me. I'm Jason Martin. Jeff is in Charlotte. He's at Jeff Schwartz. I am at Zone. We're going to have Clay Travis actually join us here in a minute. He hit me up about 10 minutes ago, texted me, and said, hey, I'm up. Why don't you call me? And uh, I got some thoughts on this Miles Garrett thing. And it look. It's interesting because as this was going down, Jeff, yeah. I was thinking to myself, we're going to get maybe five minutes out of this game because it's so boring and we're going to move on and we're going to talk about so much else. And then in the last 10 seconds, we got basically the entire show out of one incident. Um, I, uh, I could have talked. I mean, I could have filibustered for a couple segments in this game. Don't, don't, but yeah, I mean, it's look. Now, by the way, we're getting to the race part of, of Twitter. That's attacking me now about uh, the race of both players. So with that, that's how this morning is going so far on, on social media. Um, look, I, I think that when we discuss this, of like any situation in, in life and sports, there's different details and nuances and different parts of the story. So we have the first part of the story, which is Miles Garrett tackles Rudolph and lays on top of him. It appears Rudolph's hand is stuck in Miles Garrett's helmet, whatever. He tries to remove Miles Garrett's helmet. Miles Garrett's helmet does not work, right? Garrett then grabs his face mask and removes his helmet. I do not think that Rudolph was trying to kick him in the groin. Uh, I think that was he was trying to like push himself off of Garrett, and the only the closest spot was the midsection. Then David DeCastro, the Steelers' offensive lineman, is kind of holding Garrett back while he has Mason Rudolph's helmet. Mason Rudolph then runs over to him. It does not appear like as as much as is still shot. Uh, Twitter would like to point out, you know, I hate when people take a still shot of an NFL game and use that as like evidence for something that happened because how, how do you know what happened in a still shot? Um, and you know, trying to say that Mason Rudolph was trying to hit him in the groin. I don't think he was. And then Garrett hits him in the head. So the stuff happening before hitting him in the head is actually kind of normal sometimes on a football field. Guys get angry. They try to rip each other's helmets off. You know, plenty of times there's fights where guys hold each other's helmets. And remember, I've had my helmet ripped off in a fight before and punched in the face. Like it, it it's, it's kind of, so, sorry, it's part of the game. It happens. No one complains about it. I'm not filing assault charges, whatever. We, Practice the next play. We went and practiced and finished finished the day out. It happens, okay? Um, and then and then we have the part afterwards, which is the problem, which is Garrett hitting him in the helmet. That is not justified. There's no way to justify that. You, Mason Rudolph was not provoking him. He did not feel he did not feel that he was uh, in harm's way. There was no there's no reason whatsoever to be hit in the head with a helmet. 
none unless I guess maybe you were previously hit in the head with a helmet. But in this situation, <laughs> there's there's no there's no justifying it, no matter how you try to do that. There's two separate incidents here. And really the I tweet this out at Jeff Schwartz on Twitter. One thing that's really disappointing to me is how many former players um are kind of like the, doing the two sides thing, the the you know the the what aboutism argument, right? Well, what about what about Mason Rudolph? What about there's no what about guys? Is there's no what about? Miles Garrett cannot do this. End of story. He cannot do this. He will be suspended the rest of the season, in my opinion. I think because of the the national TV part of this of this game and social media this morning and social media probably tomorrow morning as we get into college football. I mean, there's what one huge game tomorrow, right? Auburn and Georgia. That's so. There's like there's not a lot of College football, great games tomorrow to talk about as well. Um, so this is going to last all weekend. And then we get to Sunday, and then all the morning shows on Sunday are going to talk about it. Garrett will be suspended for the rest of the season, in my opinion. I don't think next season he'll have to do something, community service. He didn't even – I don't think he even apologized last night. Like, he could have gone over to, to to the Steelers locker room and apologized, or he didn't apologize in his press conference. He did none of that. And so that even makes it worse. So um, there's no justification for this whatsoever. No, there's not. Charles Woodson's out there. He's saying stuff. Bruce Irvin, our good friend Tack McKinley, is out there defending this as well. Let's bring in Clay Travis, who texted me about 10, 15 minutes ago, said he wanted to comment on this. Clay, I was joking. I said, I thought we were going to get five minutes out of this game to open the show when I was watching it last night because it was such a bad football game and there just wasn't anything interesting coming out of it. And now we've got three hours and we could probably easily do six. But what is your take on this? Just I've never seen anything like this, this unprecedented moment we saw last night with Miles Garrett. Well, it's funny. I turned my television off because I was curious who was going to win. And then with like, I don't know, a minute left, I I was like, okay, I've seen enough. I don't have any fantasy uh, players at stake here. Uh, I know what the you know the over under is going to be. I know what the uh, who's going to cover all that stuff. So I just turned it off. And then uh, I right before I was going to go to bed, I started scrolling through Twitter and I saw that the brawl had started. So I you know uh, turned the television back on and then uh, followed it for I don't know another couple of hours uh, down here. And uh, it is uh, to me taking away what Miles Garrett did for a moment. I always try to think about the precedent, right? What have we seen that is somewhat similar to this before? And the first thing that came to my mind, because I was at this game, and it was probably 13 or 14 years ago, uh, was, and you may remember it, Jeff Shorts, uh, but Albert Hainsworth stepped, and you guys may have talked about it, Mm -hmm. stepped on Andre Garad, who was a lineman for the Cowboys, in his cleat, stepped on his head, uh, and he intentionally and the guy got 30 stitches, and they kicked Albert Hainsworth out of the game immediately, and I believe he was suspended for four games. And uh, the reaction around the NFL was just instantaneous. This is so far outside the bounds of a normal football game. And people didn't say, well, what did Garrod do to Albert Hainsworth beforehand? Uh, You know, like this was a – I mean, again, the guy didn't have a helmet on. Hainsworth was mad at him. He had a, uh, you know, like a, a football cleat, and he just stepped on him and raked his head, his face, basically, and he got 30 stitches, and Hainsworth was gone for four games. If this were the era where everything is able to be immediately grabbed, like this helmet swing is, and if it were on social media, 
I think the suspension would have been even more substantial than that. But I believe, just based on the precedent, Roger Goodell was the commissioner then. We're talking about a minimum of four games, right? At least what Albert Hainsworth got for doing that, and potentially up to the rest of the season uh, for uh, for that action as well. So I think that the four is the minimum, and probably, frankly, six is the maximum. Now, I also think... People immediately in this age lose their minds over situations like this, both positive and negative, right? Uh, like some people will come out and lose their mind in defense of Miles Garrett. Other people, like Mike Florio, will lose their mind and try to connect this somehow to oh, Colin Kaepernick, right? So uh, but they, they, that was such a ridiculous tweet that, that Mike Florio said, saying basically, hey, maybe Miles Garrett needs to be suspended for life. And also, you know, ESPN is going to ESPN. I don't even know if you've talked about this, but Josina Anderson, who is the uh, ESPN NFL uh, reporter, one of many of them for ESPN, instantaneously tweeted, I would bet Miles Garrett will say he heard Mason Rudolph call him something egregious. Never seen Garrett act like that ever. Now, first of all, she's basically calling Mason Rudolph a racist and immediately defending uh, the behavior of Miles Garrett. But the thing is, we have seen behavior like this from Miles Garrett. He threw a punch at Delaney Walker week one, right? And in that hit that he had against uh, Trevor Simeon, it was yep. a pretty nasty, uh, you know, hit to begin with. So, look, Miles Garrett is, from all intents and purposes, I've met him before, like a very affable guy. But this year, for whatever reason, and I don't claim to understand it, it appears that since the season started in week one, he has not been in a good place mentally. And you know this, Jeff, and you know this, Jason. Like, sometimes you can have things going on in your life off the field or outside of work which can impact the way that you are behaving on the field. Maybe that's what's going on with Miles Garrett. But since week one, uh, contrary to what Josina Anderson said, this has not been a dude that is behaving in a, a sort of controlled fashion on the football field. And uh, all of these things were running through my head as I saw this take place uh, last night. I mean, even when they win, they lose. I mean, when you talk about the Browns, the Browns are having this crazy season. Do you think there's anything to the idea that maybe one of the things that's that's going on with Miles Garrett is just being in such a discombobulated, seemingly kind of a me-first, it doesn't feel like a real cohesive unit out there. There's a lot of combustible elements. Maybe Miles Garrett's just gotten caught up in all of this. I, I mean, I don't know exactly what you can extrapolate from what's happened here, but the Brown situation has been devolving, but can you believe that it happens on a situation where they're about to win the football game and they still find a way to Cleveland Browns this thing? You know, it's interesting, too. Freddie Kitchens seems like since week one that he's never really had control of this team. And let's yep. be honest, the Browns were playing on the edge this entire game. I mean, the, several of the hits that they put on were borderline, right? They were, uh, I mean, and, and past borderline in terms of the way that they were playing. Uh, and, and it's also important to note, Freddie Kitchens and the Cleveland Browns don't have to wait for Roger Goodell to do something here. If you're Jimmy Haslam, if you're the owner of the Cleveland Browns, you can make the decision to suspend your player yourself. You know, Freddie Kitchens could make that decision in consultation with his owner. They could say, look, uh, we're not even waiting for the NFL. The NFL has the right to, uh, to bring out their own discipline. But what Miles Garrett did was completely unacceptable. We are suspending him for the rest of the season without pay. 
they could do that. Now, they may not want to do it because then it makes, if Miles Garrett's got a vengeance or a uh, has a grudge to hold, it's against his team as opposed to maybe the league. But the Browns seem like they need to send a message about what they stand for, and that goes for Freddie Kitchens, and I think that also goes for Jimmy Haslam. And I think there is an element here where the team can say, look, we find this unacceptable. They don't need to go full uh, Baltimore Ravens with Ray Rice and say, okay, we're fine with this. We're going to continue to play this guy and let the NFL be the bad guy in this scenario. Remember, they have the right to take action themselves and then do that before the NFL does. So, um, you know, I, I think Miles Garrett is not aware that, Jeff, you said, like, he didn't really apologize, I think, uh, starting off here. Yeah, he did. I, I think he's not aware of how big this is going to be, right? Like, as an athlete, I think in the immediate aftermath of this incident, which is why I want to give props, I've been critical of Baker Mayfield, but his interview with Aaron Andrews on the field, he immediately nailed this, right? And I'm, I'm sure you guys talked about that on some level and also uh, maybe played that audio. But it's hard to get interviewed on the field when your blood's still up, the game just ended, you're getting asked about, uh, about something for a national audience of 20 million people. And I thought Baker Mayfield nailed it. And he sort of understood the significance of the consequences at that moment in time. And it seems to me like Miles Garrett did not because he also thanked his teammates for coming in and having his back. And, like, he didn't understand the gravity of what he did and how far outside of the bounds of normal football play it was because he could have started this process of coming to a close at least last night if he had been incredibly contrite, just announced, I lost my mind. I was incredibly frustrated. I saw red. I shouldn't have done it. I deserve to be suspended. I expect to be suspended. All I can say is I apologize to everybody out there who is watching. That's not football. I know better. If he had said all of that and owned it immediately thereafter, then I think the story starts to move where it can close. But I think today, all day, it's going to be the number one topic, not just in sports, but one of the number one topics in America. And I don't think he's aware of how significant the blowback is going to be uh, going to be here. I'm just reading some of these replies on Twitter, Clay, and like people that don't understand like self defense and like it's just it's oh my god, it's amazing. the stage yeah. grounds my favorite like, one right like, now. This like a well, guy just. It just, it's, I mean, oh God. Yeah, there are lots of dumb people on Twitter, and incidents like these uh, bring them to light even more. But, you know, the, the easy answer is, and, and again, um, this, is, uh, this is important. Like, if someone shoves you, you don't have a right to kill them. All right? By and large. Now, people can talk about, oh, I'm, I, well, in this case, we're talking about, like, Everything has to be proportionate, by and large, when you are using self-defense as a defense in the vast, vast majority of the country. I'm putting on my, uh, my you know, lawyer hat now. If somebody brushes into you in a bar and hits you with the shoulder, uh, you don't have the right to shoot them, right? Like, that is not a proportionate response. Now, are there certain laws in certain states that give you a better chance to make a defense when you uh, behave in a thoroughly inappropriate manner than others, yes. But this is a fully uh, disproportional response to a relatively minor incident. Um, and again, I, I just the, the way that this happened, I don't see how the NFL lets Miles Garrett play for the rest of the year. Now, 
I also would not be surprised if there are other sp- uh, punishments that come out of this as well. Like, for instance, uh, Maurice Pouncey, uh, or Pouncey, who is now going to be beloved in the locker room because he defended his quarterback, uh, I would expect that he will get suspended for a game or maybe two as well. I don't blame him. That, that's a self-defense proportionate response if people want to talk about self-defense. Uh, if so, you see somebody get hit in the head with a helmet and you attack the person who hit somebody in the head with a helmet, that's a proportional response self-defense-wise. Um, I, I think, and I'm not sure who the player is, and I'm not sure if you guys talked about it, but after he got hit in the head, while he was standing with no helmet, uh, another yeah, uh, Cleveland Brown, Brown yeah. player shoved the Mason Rudolph again. Like, he got hit again. I think that guy will come in for some punishment. And Mason Rudolph may get some sort of punishment as well. Not that it probably is going to matter that much to the Browns, but maybe he gets a game. You know, maybe he gets a, a, a you know, substantial fine if uh, Miles Garrett gets a, uh, you know, multi-game suspension, which he will. Maybe all of that goes uh, into play. Uh, but it is wild that this became the story as big as it did because I'm with you, Jason Martin. Like when I was watching this game, I was like, okay, there's not a lot there. The guys are going to be able to talk about it, you know. And then, uh, you know, as 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 it blew up, I was like, oh my god, this is going to be uh, this is going to be a story that lingers, not just a Friday, but I think we'll probably still be talking about it some on the show on Monday. The Browns' schedule sets up where they could end up with easily nine wins. They could finish nine and seven, and. Um, it feels like that would save Freddie Kitchen's job. We see how undisciplined they are. They've won the last two games very ugly. Um, is, that, is, is that the worst thing that can happen to the Browns is winning down the stretch and then, then kind of be forced to keep Freddie Kitchens? I wonder how much of the culture of the Browns right now is 100% attributable to Freddie Kitchens and also not attributable to the culture that's being set by the leadership in this room. I mean, right, Miles Garrett is probably the best defensive player on the Cleveland Browns, and he behaved in the way that he did. Uh, Baker Mayfield and Odell Beckham Jr. are probably the best players on the offensive side of the ball for, uh, for the Browns. I mean, maybe you can say Nick Chubb, uh, but, and, and I think it's fair to say that they don't set necessarily the culture that you would want to be set on the offensive side of the ball. So to me, this is emblematic of a larger issue that Freddie Kitchens is certainly responsible for, but I'm not sure that he could solve it in whatever it is, uh, the 16 games that he has been the head coach or the interim coach of the Browns so far. Um, you know, everybody knew that the Browns' schedule got appreciably easier down the stretch. Even if they win that game, um, which they clearly did, that was a game they should have put away in the, uh, you know, I mean, what, by halftime? Certainly by midway through the third quarter, there should have been no way the Steelers could have even been competitive. Um, and uh, what's unfortunate for the Browns, certainly, is they one, they weren't able to just put this game away. Two, uh, you know, nobody's going to be talking about the Browns getting to four and six or even the AFC larger playoff picture. Uh, of which this uh, this game could be significant with the Browns falling out of the uh, the sixth spot. I mean, sorry, the Steelers falling out of the sixth spot in the AFC Wild Card. Everybody's going to be talking about Miles Garrett. Let me say this: Miles Garrett is a smart, uh, you know, really pretty good dude, right? I mean, uh, this is this is not a guy like this is not Vontez Perfect so far, right? Where this right. guy has been so far over the line ever since he got into the league. If you talk to people at Texas A&M, if you meet Miles Garrett yourself, 
I mean, this guy, I mean, uh, Jeff Schwartz, you know, taking the Wonderlick. I mean, to put into perspective, uh, Miles Garrett, I believe his Wonderlick score was approaching 40. I mean, this mm-hmm. is a really smart guy, uh, uh, you know, in general, who never had any issues. Everybody loved him at Texas A&M. And I just come back around again to this year. What has happened either off the field or on the field that has led to him going over the edge so many times this year? And, and I don't claim to understand, but this is an out-of-character behavior for a guy that, again, it's not as if we're talking about a player that the NFL has had on its radar for a long time as a guy who regularly uh, you know, runs afoul of, uh, of, of standards of traditional behavior on the field. But, you know, at this point in time, he wasn't Albert Hainsworth, right? Like when Albert Hainsworth stepped, stomped on Andre Garad, you would have been like, hey, what guy is going to step on somebody's head and make him get 30 stitches uh, on the defensive line in the NFL? A lot of people would have been like, yeah, that's an Albert Hainsworth move, right? Like this is so, in general, out of character for Miles Garrett prior to this season, but it's perfectly in character this year. Um, I just, I, this, is a, uh, this is a mess, man, for sure. Yep, Albert Hainsworth and Dominican Sue, and now here's Miles Garrett. And this one might be the worst of all of them. Clay, I imagine you will be talking about this on Monday because we'll know the suspension and everything, some of the fallout from this, and it ain't going anywhere. Uh, Miles Garrett said, let's not let this overshadow the win. Might be one of the <laughs> dumbest and most naive statements I've heard in a long, long time. Well, that, that, uh, that, by the way, is also indicative of the Cleveland Browns staff and organization. They have PR people. Like, it wouldn't have been difficult for them to pull him aside before he addressed the media and say, dude, you shouldn't say a win is a win. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, you need, you need to understand how bad this is for you and address it so that people are understanding that you understand, which is a big part of stories like these. Hey, when you make a mistake, understand that you realize you made a mistake. Uh, don't have to come out two days later or the next day and issue a further statement through the team which I would anticipate is what Miles Garrett is going to do. Uh, I hope he doesn't go down the route of trying to explain why he behaved the way he did. Uh, I hope he just uh, you know, comes out, admits that he was wrong, that it doesn't matter what the provocation in his mind was, that he took it way beyond the bounds of uh, acceptable behavior on the field and, uh, and understands and expects that he's going to have to pay consequences for his behavior. All right, Clay, we'll let you get back to it. Uh, wedding efficient, Clay Travis. Am I right? Isn't this the weekend yeah, you're doing I'm that? Down, yeah, I'm down in the Florida Keys. Uh, I officiate a wedding tomorrow um, down here, so that's why uh, I'm out today. And, uh, man, what a wild day to end up out. But I appreciate uh, you guys letting me uh, come in and, and share some opinions on this. Yeah, we, we, we had to think about it for a while, but we'll let you come yeah. on your own show. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you guys have a good rest of the day. Tell Joel Clatty sucks. that's clay travis we know him well he's at clay travis of course on twitter he'll be back on monday and he'll have plenty i'm sure to talk about on this side guess what we're going to talk college football with joel clack coming up but i imagine we're also going to ask him about miles garrett matter of fact i guarantee you we will and we'll do it next this is outkick the coverage on fox sports radio this is outkick the coverage with clay travis Need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. 
Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com.